Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Packages by Expedia. You were made to be rechargeable. We were made to package flights, hotels, and hammocks for less. Expedia. Made to travel. Looking for something to give your dad or to celebrate a new grad? Give them a one-size-fits-all gift like a new oral healthcare routine with Quip. With the Quip electric toothbrush, you can show your thanks where it really counts. The signature guiding feature will not only be a gentle reminder to stick to a daily self-care routine, it will also keep their smile bright wherever they go. Some people brush too hard, and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. Quip's built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you to clean your whole mouth evenly. Quip's multi-use cover works as a stand, mounts to mirrors, and slides over bristles to pack and protect your Quip on the go. It declutters your sink or cabinet and makes traveling with electric toothbrush easier. Plus, there are no wires or a clunky charger, and it runs for three months on a single charge. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule of every three months for just $5, a friendly reminder when it's time to refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. I love Quip for all the reasons they have named. I wish there were guiding pulses for more things in my life. Um, I have actually found uh, they didn't always have stand on the list of the things that the Quip cover is good for. When I travel with the cover, I definitely use it as a stand, you know, so it doesn't have to lay down on a a hotel sink. You don't you don't want to do that. And as I say about a, a few of the different products um, that sponsor the show, what I really love about Quip, it is a beautiful piece of equipment that makes me happy to be using it. It makes my self-care routine pleasurable, you know, which some of the stuff you have to do to take care of yourself isn't necessarily like sexy, but you know, this particular electric toothbrush is. And that is why I love Quip and is why over 1 million people with happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just $25 if you go to getquip.com slash friends. Right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That is your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash friends. Hi, I'm Anna Marie Cox, and welcome to With Friends Like These, where this month we are covering conspiracy culture. Please listen to last week's episode, an interview with Jesse Walker, for a general overview of conspiracies in the United States, because today we are going to drill deep on one particular conspiracy that of QAnon. If those words in that order make no sense to you, my, I, I doff my hat. Because those of us who are extremely online probably have seen that phrase around a lot. If you've watched a Trump rally, again, my apologies and my congratulations. Uh, if you have not, you may have seen people holding signs that simply say Q. These are not James Bond fans LARPing. These are people who believe in a kind of grand conspiracy that has come to overtake basically the entire 
not just the Trump administration, but it's a conspiracy that explains almost the whole world. Well, the whole world for a particular group of people. Here to lead me through the thicket of QAnon is Will Summer. He covers digital culture for the Daily Beast, and he is the editor of the newsletter Right Richter, where you can get more detail on this conspiracy as well as other goings-on in right-wing media. Coming right up, Will Summer. Will, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So I'm excited to talk to you because you share my obsession with right-wing media. Um, I don't even have a good excuse to listen to all the talk radio that I do. Um, you at least are, have made something, you know, you've made a career out of it. How long have you been covering the right wing? So I've been covering it for, um, gosh, really, I mean, you know, I've, I've been following it, you know, since I was a kid. Uh, really? From a very conservative background. And, <laughs> Yeah, and that's sort of uh, where I developed my taste for it. A lot of, like, road trips, listening to Ayn Rand and stuff like that. Um, and then when I went to college, my politics changed, but I still really uh, enjoyed, in, in sort of a, a strange way, all the characters. And um, so I, I've been writing about it for, uh, I guess, going back to early 2016, basically. Uh, my girlfriend said, you know, why don't you go bo- uh, bother somebody else with this? So I ended up <laughs> writing a newsletter, and uh, I've been covering it uh, since then. I almost want to just drill down with you about some of the characters involved in this story because I, I, you saying characters just made me realize what it is I think that I enjoy, again, in a not entirely healthy way about following this stuff, which is they are characters in a, in a way that's much more colorful than I think progressives have, have been able to do with their media. Like Glenn Beck is fascinating, right, to me. Right. I mean, it, 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 it's really like a, a fascinating industry. Yeah. And I can't say the same for like Chris Hayes, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> like the twists and turns of Chris Hayes' mind are, are, you know, I mean, I like his writing and everything, but like I don't tune in every day to see what crazy place he's going to go, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of going to crazy places, I'm I'm curious sort of how quickly, how soon, if it was immediate, that covering the right wing became covering conspiracy theories? You know, certainly in the time I've been covering it, it's been a big part of it. Uh, And really, it's only conspiracy theories have only become a bigger thing in the Trump era. I mean, obviously, we've had these these like giant conspiracy theories going back to, you know, certainly the Obama administration with birtherism and and Jade Helm and kind of all the stuff around that. But really, I think, you know, it's probably no surprise that, you know, we kind of elected the conspiracy theory president. So now this stuff has a, a, a lot larger role uh, on the right. And I want to talk about our conspiracy theory president. And I want to talk about what I, I think can be called the signature conspiracy theory of the Trump era, which is QAnon, which you have covered in depth. There may be people out there that just know that that's a thing. Do you think you could take a stab at explaining what it is? Although I kind of feel like that's saying explain Christianity because it's become a whole belief system. But (laughs) give it a shot. There really are a lot lot of splinter groups and all this kind of stuff. But the gist of it is basically um, QAnon started back in October 2017, and it's based on these series of anonymous posts that were made initially on the anonymous message board 4chan and then on 8chan, which is similar. And basically, these anonymous posts lay out a world in which it's kind of like mega Pizzagate, I guess, is the best way to describe it. 
So this person is claiming to be this big Trump administration insider, this poster, and they're saying, you know, the world isn't how it seems. And, you know, like Trump is secretly engaged with this like cabal, you know, he's fighting this cabal of Democrats and pedophiles and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, we're we're telling you the real truth through these online posts. Um, it often b- b- sort of boils down to every bit of news that happens uh, that looks bad for Trump in the real world. They say, oh, don't worry about it. Like, you know, it's, it's really good news. Like, you know, Mueller isn't investigating Trump. He's secretly teamed up with Trump to take on Hillary Clinton. So there, it, it, it's kind of this ongoing thing. And, it, you know, it, it's something that has been embraced by, I think, a, a surprising amount of Trump supporters. And, and you, you said two things there I think people I want to peg, which is um, first, it's the idea that Mueller is cooperating with Trump. Because uh, weren't some people, I mean, I have been looking at this stuff for long enough that I wasn't expecting QAnon to go away with the Mueller report. But it, it, the Mueller report was kind of a big part of the the theory of QAnon, right? Like it was supposed to – Mueller is working with Trump secretly and what he's really doing is is working to arrest all the pedophiles in the Democratic Party. But the Mueller report came out and it seems like – well, he wasn't really – that seems like he wasn't secretly working with Trump. But the conspiracy theory has been undeterred, right? Like there was no – oh, well, we might have gotten that wrong. Well, see, the, the key thing with QAnon is that these clues that are made are so ambiguous. They'll say, like, um, you know, watch out for RR. Now, you know, does that mean Rod Rosenstein or does that mean something else? So they're these very cryptic clues, and so they can kind of mean whatever you want. And so people will say, you know, maybe two years ago, they say Mueller is in league with Trump. And then when the Mueller report comes out, they say, oh, well, we just misinterpreted Q, and really, here's what he meant. I mean, the details are constantly changing, but the overall thing is that Trump and the military are in this secret war with the Democratic Party and this kind of global cabal that is, like, basically responsible for all the evil in the world. And that brings us to the other kind of thing that is, I think, really important to point out about this this you know, network of beliefs, which is the kind of conventional, you know, pop psychology explanation for conspiracy theories, the attraction, why people are attracted to them, is that they're an explanation for unknown factors in the world. And they're especially attractive to people who feel powerless, um, for whom history seems to be, you know, rolling forward upon. And so you, it's, it is satisfying to think that history has a, a grand plan and that you can get in on that plan, that the forces are allied against you. That's why you're not succeeding, right? R- right, exactly. QAnon is a conspiracy theory in which the people who won the election are still inventing a grand cabal that is somehow still in power and equal to, if not greater than power, than the person that they support, right? Right. I mean, this is sort of what's what's fascinating about QAnon versus, you know, if we think back to previous conspiracy theories that have caused, uh, that have preceded uh, presidential, presidential elections. So, for example, uh, when George W. Bush won again in 2004, there was this idea among Democrats that, you know, the, the Ohio election had been stolen or something. Then, of course, after 2008, we have birtherism, right? But on both sides, that was the losing side. So now the difference is it's all these Trump supporters who, you know, up until 2018 had total control of the government uh, who were still positing all these reasons. And, and my theory behind this is 
that essentially Trump had made so many promises to people. And I think a lot of times the people who are getting into QAnon are these kind of first-time voters or people who are really into Trump specifically rather than the whole GOP. And they were – they thought there were all these promises. You know, Trump was going to build a wall. He was going to solve the economy, all this stuff. And when that didn't happen and they weren't like just constantly winning as he had promised, they they have to come up with a reason why that is that doesn't blame Trump for it. So they decide, well, you know, it's all these secretive forces. And is that what you see with people who are attracted to QAnon? Like when you – I assume you've met a fair number of these people. Like who are they? Who are the QAnon believers? So in general, I mean, most of your QAnon people are – they're Trump supporters and they're um, not that like po- not that politically astute. Uh, they t- they tend to be baby boomers, uh, which I I think like frankly is is attributable to the fact that they're they're more likely to fall for something they see on the internet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, you know, I mean, uh, you just talk to people and they say, you know, th- there's kind of this lack of um, they aren't distinguishing between like what they're seeing on a news site or even like Fox News versus versus an anonymous post. Um, but but I, I think people often have very personal reasons to get into QAnon. For example, um, I went to this last year. I went to this thing called the QAnon March. And these people in uh, in D.C., they were – it was really bizarre. A couple hundred people. This was before QAnon really took off. And this was a couple hundred QAnon believers marching up and down Pennsylvania Avenue, chanting these QAnon slogans. And um, afterwards, they had this event and they gave – it was an open mic, which when these kind of things happened is always like a goldmine for people's motivations. And so in this case, you know, people got up and said, you know, my child has autism, but I believe that the, this global cabal is hiding the secret to autism and Trump is going to find that. Or one guy said, well, I have cancer and I don't have health insurance, but the good news is Trump is about to discover the secret to, can- to, to cure cancer. So, I mean, it, it's often these very kind of personal and, and very desperate circumstances that drive people to believe in this, uh, this really bizarre thing. And it, it does sound like it covers Everything like I'm, we're, I'm asking you questions about something called QAnon, but you've you just in this short conversation, you've touched on uh, autism, <laughs> cancer. Um, the, the I guess the pedophile thing is kind of part of it too. The pedophile thing, I guess, if people don't know what PizzaGate is, although I ki- I kind of assume listeners here <laughs> um, would be up on it, but that's the theory that the Democratic upper upper reaches of the Democratic Party are secretly uh, a child. Uh, pedophile ring, right? Like that's what that is. Right. Specifically out, uh, operating out of a pizzeria in D.C. That, yes. And that's why it's called Pizzagate. And it kind of got, it pre, It was a precursor to QAnon, but kind of got it folded into QAnon. And so, like I said, it sort of seems like this sticky, you know, lint roller of a of a way of life. Like you just, anything that's kind of gross and ugly, you just stick to it. And is that is that what you're? I mean, does it really just encompass everything at this point? I mean, it, it really does. I mean, the the thing that's unique about QAnon, or one of the things, is how it has embraced and sort of can explain away just about everything that happens in the world, even stretching back decades. So, for example, uh, you know, the JFK assassination has been molded into QAnon, or they have an explanation for that. I mean, I, I would say probably the craziest part is uh, the the large faction of QAnon people who believe that JFK Jr., uh, rather than dying in a plane crash in the late 90s, uh, faked his death and is secretly QAnon, and they believe that there's this one particular guy who's JFK Jr. in disguise. I mean, it, 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 like I said, I mean, it's kind of this mega pizza gate that is, is kind of this giant ball that is just, just pulling in, you know, everything that happens, especially things that uh, Trump supporters are unhappy about. 
And yet they want to claim JFK Jr.? Like, he was not someone who would have supported Trump, I don't think. I mean— Well, that's part (laughs) of the ruse, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, hard to say, but— I feel pretty confident, you know, but they but that's part of the ruse. Like all the cool Democrats are actually Republicans are actually Trump supporters. Like that's that's the the play. I mean, there's so many things that are they're saying, you know, you you know, you, you would think this or, um, you know, when a Trump administration figure gets embroiled in uh, controversy and has to resign, they say, you know, that person's sort of like going undercover or they're, um, you know, they're they're they're, they're going to sneak into the deep state or stuff like that. I mean, they sort of have an explanation for everything that happens to Trump. Everyone wants their home to look and feel great. Luckily, Snow makes it incredibly simple. They create trend-proof, beautiful, functional pieces for how you live. Whether you just got the keys to your first place or you're looking to upgrade the pieces you've had forever, Snow has home goods that are practical and striking to look at. Snow makes luxury essentials for every room in your home, minus the markup. They partner directly with master craftsmen to create beautiful, simple products that are made to last— like their incredibly soft, award-winning sheets and fluffy duvets, or luxurious airspun cotton towels and robes. My husband got one of these robes as a early dog father day present, and uh, he actually, it's, it's almost too nice to use, he told me. Um, I'm going to make him use it. Uh, Snow has received rave reviews from Vogue, Fast Company, Apartment Therapy, and more. It's the home collection of your dreams, priced for your reality. And right now, Snow is offering our listeners $30 off your first purchase of $150 or more when you go to snowhome.com slash friends. That's S-N-O-W-E home.com slash friends to get $30 off your first order. Again, snowhome.com slash friends for your special offer. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Are we, I mean, in, t- in trying to get, get my, you know, h- hands around or arms around QAnon, is, am I doomed? Because it sounds like we're talking like a, a life-size map of the world here, that there is no place where you can be like, and here is the QAnon theory. It is just a paranoid way of, of thinking, in period. Like, it's it's not about a specific theory at all. It's just... These people who I like are actually in charge and everything is under control. I think that's exactly it. It's sort of like <laughs> there's this shadowy force and and it, it, there are all these shadowy forces that are working against Trump and Trump is trying to take them down. I mean, it, it, that kind of sums up the the entire thing. And what has it been like covering covering this community? It has been really weird. Um, <laughs> so I've been following this for, I guess, maybe a year and a half now. And when I first became aware of it, it was just some posts on 4chan where, you know, people will believe anything or post anything. Um, And so it has been really strange seeing it become a much bigger thing where, you know, people are marching the streets about it. Or um, in uh, last August was kind of when QAnon sort of broke onto the national stage uh, at this Trump rally in Florida 
where you just had dozens of people with like cue signs and stuff like that. I mean, it has been really weird seeing it uh, catch on. I will say, you know, in terms of the crazy groups I cover, QAnon people tend to be politer than most. <laughs> um, they're, they're sort of like, they're kind of like well-meaning grandparents and they'll send me emails that'll say like, uh, you know, correction request and I'll look at it and it'll just be like, you need to correct this story. QAnon is real. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it is truly bizarre. And it's also, you know, I, sh- I should say, uh, QAnon has also become more violent than I anticipated. Hmm. Uh, and so, of course, that's kind of the the new element now is that we have, I think, two murders that have been tied to QAnon. Really? I mean, explain. <laughs> there was a QAnon believer who, again, QAnon is kind of like an umbrella. So the people in QAnon believe different things under that umbrella. And one of the theories is goes back to this idea that the world is run by reptiles. So okay, sure. The, um, basically, this, this fellow was convinced because of QAnon that his brother was a um, a reptile and allegedly killed him with a sword. Uh, and so then the other one is the head of the Gambino crime family was recently murdered or allegedly murdered by a QAnon believer um, who wrote a, a Q on his palm and, and seems to have been really um, captivated by QAnon. So, uh, you know, and there was this other incident where uh, – a guy with an armored truck shut down a bridge near the Hoover Dam and was, like, demanding that QAnon uh, reveal itself. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's really sort of escalating beyond just a, just a message board thing. Wasn't the guy that was sending pipe bombs to media people, was he a QAnon believer? So surprisingly not uh, – no, no. He actually is just a really intense Trump <laughs> internet guy. Like, like, like he was very deep into the memes, but there was not a QAnon connection. Okay. All right. Know. Wait. Great. Great. That's just violence. Cool. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm struck. I can't get over how much this seems like a religion. Like I don't even know how you would say there's a difference um, because it's just an overarching way of looking at the world. And there are schisms and there are different interpretations but when it comes right down to it, it is just a belief system that you can transpose onto any situation. You know, like Vikings lose the conference championship. I bet something that's something about Q explains it, right? No, exactly. And I mean, it's it's very like it, it is sort of a way of explaining what happens in the world. Um, they're constantly looking for clues. You know, there will be some commercial. And then, uh, for example, so Q is the 17th letter in the alphabet. And so whenever Trump says something about 17, they go like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, QAnon is confirmed. Um, but there's also, you know, you mentioned religion. There's a very, like, strong evangelical Christian element of QAnon. Mm. Um, people see it as sort of this. Uh, There's kind of this strong religious element that they believe this is kind of this like um, almost like a holy war. And so people who are evangelical Christians believe that the Q cabal, like I don't even know what even – this is really actually hard to describe, you know, like – because Q is really just the messenger, right? Like he's – the actual Q is just the person that posts these enigmatic – things. And he's talking about the secret cabal that actually controls everything. But so these people that believe in the cabal are evangelical Christians? Is that what you're saying? Well, there's a big segment of QAnon that is is like this, um, is kind of this Christian idea that like 
that there's almost like demons involved or something like that. Um, you know, like like a big there's this big figure uh, named Praying Medic. There's all these like different personalities in QAnon world that are real people who are profiting off of it. And so like there's a guy who you know is sort of like you know God's messenger explaining QAnon world and and then there's like all these different factions. So that's only one portion of it. But but often with this QAnon stuff, you do see this um, this real like religious fervor. I actually forgot to to look at this because it came across, you know, my screen when I was doing. I felt I fell down some click hole uh, where. Oh, I remember what it was. Um, one of the mainstream evangelical uh, pastors that I follow. I, again, don't don't at me. I have weird interests. Um, Re, like retweeted someone who who for some reason I was like that guy seems a little fringe you know like I just was like who is that guy and of course like not two clicks later there was a sermon by this guy about the theology of Q wow <laughs> you know I mean I, and of course now I want to remember the name of the the evangelical pastor that I was I was I was looking at but it was just one step removed from someone who you know is on the inside of this administration right like who has the ear of this administration and that's maybe something else we should just talk about more directly which is that should we be worried because this does seem like it's it isn't an outlier it isn't a fringy 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 thing i mean maybe the the Lizard people, like, doesn't have a huge segment of of the population, but that there are tentacles that are reaching in everywhere. And, like, we see a permeability between, like, mainstream political rhetoric and this paranoid way of life. Exactly. I mean, in many ways, QAnon is sort of just one step further than what you hear every night on Sean Hannity. Uh, in terms of like, uh, there's this deep state that's plotting against Trump and uh, the American way of life and all that stuff. I mean, really, like some of the same characters, you know, in the same way that you know Sean Hannity is focused on these random like second tier FBI and DOJ officials. I mean, these are the same things Q clues are focused on. Um, I'd say there's also like a surprising amount of crossover between. Uh, the Trump administration and QAnon. Uh, for example, there's this big QAnon promoter named Lionel. That's his whole name, just Lionel. Um, and he was just in the White House a couple months ago posing for pictures with Trump. So, I mean, it, it, it's a very – I think a lot of times the, the Trump administration doesn't realize that they're they're hanging out with someone uh, who's a QAnon person. But uh, but it nevertheless shows the this overlap. Yeah. In today's age, it can be hard to find the time to sit down and learn more. It's not easy when the legs of social media can be so addictive and time-consuming. I recently deleted Twitter off my phone for just this reason. You may think you don't have time to read a book or develop yourself. That is why I recommend Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes the key takeaways and need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down to just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. I want to add, it's not that they condense thousands of nonfiction books into 15 minutes. It's that each of the thousands of books is condensed into 15 minutes. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of the book quickly without reading the entire book. Personally, I use it to find if I want to read an entire book. David Brooks' Second Mountain, you know, I don't know if I want to read it. I have, I have my suspicions about David Brooks, but Blinkist has it in like, you know, its digest form. 
I also use Blinkist for looking at books that may be coming up in conversations uh, kind of in the culture, but I either read them a long time ago or haven't read them, like Hannah Arndt's The Origins of Totalitarianism, Really cool book I read in college. It was great to have a refresher course on it. Also, Michelle Foucault's Madness and Civilization, which I know I definitely read, (laughs) definitely remember very little of. It is good to be able to recall these things um, from a more recent time than my 20s. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now and has a massive growing library from self-help, business, health to history books. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer for just my audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash with friends to start a free seven-day trial. Again, that's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash with friends to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash with friends. If you listen to this show on a regular basis, you have heard me talk about FrameBridge. I love FrameBridge. I love the fact that you can take the photos that you might just usually share to social media and then forget about and turn them into objects that will help you and your loved ones remember a specific place and time. My dad listens to the show, so I can no longer surprise him with FrameBridge uh, photos. I'm going to have to get him something else this year. Hi, Dad. Um, But I plan on using FrameBridge for Christmas this year. And also, I know my in-laws don't listen to this show, so I just had an idea. We're going to go visit them in this summer, and I'm going to send them a thank you gift for the visit. It'll be pictures from our visit framed by FrameBridge. Hopefully, by this point, you've gotten the idea that FrameBridge frames Photos, digital photos. They also frame other things. Uh, you can mail anything to them, including stuff that's not a photo, stuff that may be a shadow box, and they will frame it. And instead of the hundreds of dollars you would pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39, and all shipping is free. And my listeners will get 15% off their first order if you go to framebridge.com and use the offer code FRIENDS. So get started today. Frame your photos and send the perfect gift for weddings, birthdays, or as a thank you note for having been hosted somewhere. Go to framebridge.com and use offer code FRIENDS to get an additional 15% off your first order. Framebridge.com, promo code FRIENDS for 15% off your first order. Speaking of things to be worried about, I saved this for kind of the, towards the conclusion of our conversation because I, I frankly find this topic uncomfortable, which is, are we doing more harm than good when people like you and me bring, you know, the QAnon conspiracy theory to a larger audience? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's something I think about all the time, and I think other people who cover this do. I mean, I, I think there's a point where something gets big enough that you have to acknowledge it and that, you know, just the the people, you know, the people in the country and the audience deserves to know about it. For example, um, you know, there's plenty of crazy conspiracies that like 12 people believe. I, I don't really see the need to write, to write about them. Um, but in this case, I mean, we're talking about something now, again, you know, has been tied to violence. Uh, you know, I, I think people deserve to, you know, be aware when this stuff is happening in the country. Uh, you know, rather than, you know, covering it up or or not telling them about it. But, you know, it, it is certainly a, a tricky thing. But, um, you know, just in the same way that I think a lot of uh, stuff on the right ends up, you know, certainly before, uh, during the 2016 campaign, uh, I think it was kind of ignored by the mainstream media. And then all of a sudden people are like, whoa, what's going on? Like, how did Trump get elected? Uh, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it, it, I do think it's tricky. But I, I think in the case of QAnon, I do think it's it's worth covering. 
And you mentioned, you know, it has been tied to violence, but are there other reasons we should be concerned about this? Like, part of me feels like, you know, uh, my in-laws believe whatever Fox News tells them. That seems a lot more harmful in a way, right? Like, they believe that the immigrant hordes are coming at the border, and that's a conspiracy theory of sorts. And I, and, and also in the fact that I cannot dissuade them of it. Um, but Q seems like this sort of, again, maybe we make a comparison to religion again. It just seems like this self-comforting way of thinking almost. Like, what is the harm that happens out of QAnon belief system? I think the Fox News comparison is apt. I mean, obviously, Fox News has a far larger audience than, you know, the QAnon clues. Uh, but I think they're both, you know, the, it's certainly more extreme stuff on Fox News. You know, it, they're both dangerous in terms of divorcing a segment of the electorate and a segment of the country from reality, essentially, and, and you know, sort of misleading people about what's really going on. So you end up with, you know, QAnon being a more extreme case, but you end up with, People who, you, you, you know, they're just operating on a different set of facts than the rest of us. And, you know, I don't think that's great uh, for the country. Have you ever tried to dissuade somebody from their beliefs? Well, it, yes, I have. <laughs> and it, it, it typically does not work. I mean, I guess I asked that question a little, I mean, very broadly, which like ever in your life have you tried it? But if you have, let's make it more specific. Have you ever tried to explain someone who believes in QAnon that, that they are incorrect about something? Sure. I mean, like I said, I I get a lot of emails from people, you know, that are arguing with me about real basic facts in the world uh, because they believe in QAnon. And, you know, I've no, I mean, you can't convince them, basically. (laughs) I think uh, I I think there's a much larger issue, which is, you know, the this uh, QAnon is sort of one symptom of what we've had of decades of attacks, particularly on the right on various institutions, you know, whether that be academia or the media. And so you end up with people who, you know, are either don't believe uh, more credible sources or, uh, you know, are open to many more sources, which why they then uh, are are available, you know, they decide to, you know, base their lives on a bunch of anonymous internet posts. And because this this one way of thinking is so all-encompassing, is it even worth asking you about other right-wing conspiracies that might be out there? Like, I mean, from, to a certain extent, there's a part of me that feels like the whole current system of, of belief for the right is now a conspiracy theory because it's based on ideas that are not based, you know, in, based on ideas rather than facts, actually, like the the caravan coming, you know, like liberals want to take your guns, like, um, I don't know, oh, like uh, AOC wants to take away all of your cars and cows. Like, those are, in a certain, to a certain extent, conspiracy theories. Um, are there, but are, are there the kinds of conspiracy theories that are more like Q that are bubbling up out there? Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, you have like a pretty wide, I mean, you know, just to add to that, I mean, you have the president himself claiming that, uh, you know, there was this attempt to have a coup against him, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you know, th- that idea being repeated on Fox News. So 
So these these kind of conspiracy theories are, I think, gaining ground just as a general sort of a part, part of Republican politics. Um, in terms of other stuff, I mean, you know, there's, uh, you know, obviously the Seth Rich conspiracy theory, the idea that Hillary Clinton killed this DNC staffer, uh, that's going still going strong. Um, but, you know, I mean, for the most part, I, I think most of the stuff has has kind of been subsumed. It, it It's either been subsumed into QAnon, I would say, the, the more outlandish stuff, or it's just become kind of a whatever the smear of the week is, you know, it, as you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the caravan stuff keep, it sort of pops up whenever immigration uh, is being pushed by Trump and that kind of stuff. Oh, and of course, like the three million illegal voters. I forgot about those. Right. That was really that was really one of the original ones. I mean, yeah. that. That basically we had this whole voter fraud commission based, based off of an InfoWars article the president saw. So I, I think they can summarize like the current crop of, you know, conservative right wing conspiracy theories are either a part of QAnon or a part of the Republican Party platform. Like. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes both. <laughs> yeah. So another one of our guests, uh, Heather Armstrong, when she was in the depth of her postpartum depression, she got really obsessed with 9-11 truthing, truthers, um, which I find completely believable. Like when you're depressed, like I can see the attraction. And I've watched Loose Change, which is, again, not healthy, but I've done it. And I was thinking about in context of Q, which is like Loose Change is at least like it's a it's a competently made documentary, right? Or fantasy, whatever you want to call it. It's, it is like a... Um, it is presented in a narrative that is, you know, uh, familiar from documentary films, and it just kind of, within its own world, makes a lot of sense, right? Well, not right, but for me, it it did. I can understand being attracted to it. And I was thinking, like, with Q, like, I don't know. Like, it's so big. It's so, you know— uh, all-encompassing. It, it it has so many factions and sex and whatever. There's not like a way into it, it seems like, kind of, unless you already, I mean, do you know what I mean? I think there's a lot more to buy into, right? Because, right. you know, with, you know, whether it's uh, 9-11 or, uh, you know, the allegation, you know, that Sandy Hook was fake or something, it's kind of like there's a, there's a basic concept, which is, you know, this thing is fake or it was a false flag. But with QAnon, it's like, okay, you're going to have to buy. There's this guy named Q. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, right. Like, goes on from there. Um, but nevertheless, you know, I mean, it, it's been personally shocking to me, as I mentioned, that it took off as much as it did. Um, but it's, like, hugely popular. Um, you know, the, this QAnon book was the number one book on Amazon for a while. Um, I mean, it's it, it has nevertheless, despite being conv- so convoluted, and maybe in part because it is so convoluted, I think people, you know, kind of feel that they're, like, uh, figuring out this mystery uh, you know, b- people like to say, you know, like, oh, I feel like I'm ahead of the news because, like, Q tells me what's going to happen. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, nevertheless, it, it has managed to to have some appeal. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but it's true. Like, for a nine to be a nine eleven truther or to to have suspicions about the JFK assassination, like the 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 level of disbelief that you have to suspend, like it's it's pretty clear. Like you could even just do like, well, I'm not sure the government, you know, didn't do 9/11, or I'm not sure it was really a terrorist attack, right? Or with JFK, like you said, um, I'm just not sure it was a it's a lone gunman, and that puts you in a place where like you might be open to further discussion, let's say. Whereas with Q, like it is this really specific thing you have to believe. Like, it's the guy Q, <laughs> you know? 
Right, exactly. I mean, you have to buy into, it's like so much more to buy into. Yeah, and it's 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 more and it's specific, and yet it has taken off in this way that it has it turns up in mainstream media, it turns up literally in the White House. And I guess you're right. Like I was sort of thinking, like, what is the harm? And I know people might object to me asking that, but I guess it's a symptom, really. That's the that's what's happening. That's the harm. Is it the hunger for this belief system is a symptom? of what's wrong with our politics. It's not that the, the conspiracy theory itself is necessarily directly harming our politics. Exactly. I, I, I think it's part of this larger kind of like fracturing of, of the country politically. All right. Well, thank you for, for attempting to explain QAnon to us. Um, me. Yeah, I figured it was worth a shot. Thanks for having me. And that is it for the show. This is Conspiracy Month on With Friends Like These. You can catch the first episode with Jesse Walker from last week. Next week is Van Newkirk to discuss race and conspiracy theories. And we'll be wrapping up the month with Anna Merlin, author of Republic of Lies, for a look at how conspiracies are working themselves out in American culture right now. And perhaps trying to figure out what we can do with regards to conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists in our lives. Right now, I do have one suggestion as far as what you can do, and that is to please take care of yourselves. See you next week. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.